Hi, this is Daniela Wolf with Bestie Life, the podcast, and this is your community to support you through the little and not so little events that make up your day-to-day life. From the I've got this moments to the Ugh, I just can't moments, we are here to empower all women to find and develop the skills they need to find peace, balance, and the bliss in their busy through solo episodes as well as interviews with amazing women who share their journey and their story and how it works for you. I hope you find the inspirations to make you laugh, think, as well as maybe rethink what you thought you knew and connect as we realize that we are all living similar ups and downs and don't have to do it alone. So excited for you to hear this episode and thanks so much for joining me today. Hi, this is Daniela with Bestie Life, the podcast, and today I am so excited to get to chat with Linda Bjork. She is a personal development expert, advocate for hope and healing, best-selling author, speaker, podcast host, and the founder and executive director of Hope for Healing. Hi, Linda. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you, Daniela. It is a pleasure to be here today. So I know I gave just a small brief intro on all the amazing things that you do. I was wondering if you could share a little bit more about your journey and your story and hope for healing and everything that you offer. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for asking. You know, we were chatting just before we hit record and talked about the idea that we can't erase the negativity in the world, but we can add positive. And that is why I do what I do, because I have experienced negativity. And in my life, I've tried to be positive. I tried to be, I thought, man, I got this. I am doing great. And then I had these series of horrible events in my life that just overwhelmed me. And I did not handle it very well. And I ended up slipping into depression Mm -hmm. and it was like, I had fallen into a deep, dark hole. And it was so deep that sunlight and hope and happiness could not reach me. And it wasn't just the darkness, but there was a feeling of emptiness and beyond that, just excruciating misery. Mm -hmm. And if you've never experienced it, it's really difficult to put into words, but the hopelessness and the helplessness and the feeling of being stuck was absolutely overwhelming. And my, I was struggling with social anxiety as well. It felt like my, my comfort zone had absolutely collapsed. I did not feel safe, not anywhere and not with anyone, but almost no one knew it. Even though I was in this place for almost five years, because I was very good at masking. Mm-hmm. And I could try to smile. The smile did not reach my eyes, but I tried to keep going and to pretend that everything was okay. And then five years down the road, my sister, she was training to be a life coach and she had planned this women's retreat. She said, you know, Hey, I've rented this condo up in the mountains. And for three days and three nights, I'm going to teach this group of women how to be happy and live fulfilled lives. Would you like to come? And I thought, Heck no. <laughs> no, no, no. First of all, I cannot handle being around these strangers because I'm going to fall apart. I can only keep my little smile on for like 30 seconds until, you know, I need to escape. And there is nothing you can say that's going to help me. I am stuck. Don't you realize there is no hope for me? I'm, I'm stuck. Mm-hmm. So even though I absolutely did not want to go, the idea wouldn't leave my head. And so I gathered my courage together and I went And I'm so glad that I did because that decision changed my life. 
-hmm. It was as if my sister had lowered a ladder down into this deep, dark hole, and she showed me a way to climb out. And it's very much a ladder. It's not an elevator where you just press a button and all of a sudden you're all better. I've learned from my experiences that healing is not like flipping on a light switch where everything is instantly all better. It's more like a sunrise where the changes from moment to moment might be small, even imperceptible, but it does come. And that beautiful change of that sunrise of a whole new, a new lease on life. It was like, I was given my life back. I was me again, instead of being stuck in this dark place. And because of this experience and knowing what it feels like, I want to be a person who offers a ladder to anyone who feels stuck in a dark place. And so that is why I've written the books that I've written. And that is why I do my podcast to help bring more positivity in the world. And that is also why I started my nonprofit It's called hope for healing. And the website is hopeforhealingfoundation.org. And we offer lots of free resources to act as that ladder to help people be able to get unstuck. I love that. And the links will definitely all be in the show notes. And at the time of our recording, I'm not sure when we're going to air, um, if it, it'll still be in May or not, but May is mental health awareness month. But in general, I think mental health awareness is something to talk about all the time. And so I'm so glad you're sharing your story, Linda, because I think by talking about it and normalizing the conversation to talk about our feelings, to talk about how we hide those things, because we think it's something we shouldn't share. We sh- is what contributes to that stigma and keeps people from, like you said, reaching out, being around others and accepting that ladder of help. And so I think being able to hopefully see that this isn't just something that we deal with in isolation, you know, that by reaching out and connecting is so key and pivotal into making that difference, not only for yourself, but for other people as well. Oh, I absolutely agree. And it's a situation where I really don't think you can get out by yourself Mm -hmm. because it alters the way that you think and it alters the way that you feel. And it takes any kind of motivation and just squashes it flat. And so to be able to have some kind of a support, some kind of a help, some kind of accountability, I believe that healing comes from a combination of learning and doing, and it helps to have somebody else to teach you. And it helps to have someone to be accountable as you try to change and to do these things that are going to help make your life better and bring that happiness back into your life. Absolutely. And there's definitely, you know, different levels and different ways with whether it's whether a doctor, a counselor, a coach, a psychiatrist, depending on your level of need and things like that. In general, being able to reach out and seek help is that first oh so important step in being able to make any kind of difference and move the needle in any direction. And so I think in general, that's that first piece of just being able to take that hand, that olive branch that's reached out and grab on when, and being able to take the first step is definitely the step. Because like you said, in that mindset part of the conversation in your head is always going to be more negative than if, you know, you were sharing it with somebody else, you hear it in a different way. That is so true. And I love that you brought that up because a lot of times the things that we say that make absolute sense in our heads, when you say them out loud, they sound kind of silly, Mm -hmm. but somehow when we're saying it in our head, everything just makes perfect sense. And I love that you're bringing up the idea that we need to share this. And I think that's why we're having this conversation today, as you said, to normalize it, to let people know 
you are not alone. And if you're having these kind of feelings, we don't need to be ashamed. What we do need is somebody to help us be able to pull out. And so that's why we're here is to say, please let us give you a hand and see what you can do. And I also love that you mentioned that there's so many different ways that we can approach it. I love that there's more than one right way to do things. Absolutely. Because, you know, people have this idea when it comes to mental health, that it's other people, it's somebody other than them. And yet we all have minds. So we all have, just like we all have (laughs) physical health, because we all have a body, we all have mental health, because we all have minds. Some days are going to be better than others. Some days we bounce back a little better, you know, but definitely being able to be aware of how we're doing and to acknowledge it is so important. And being able to say, you know what, I'm having a really bad week and I need to talk about it. Or like you said, I'm totally in a hole and stuck. I need help. It's all those things that when we make them okay to talk about is how it becomes accessible to everybody. Oh, absolutely. I agree completely. Like I I think of when I was younger, people didn't talk about cancer the way they do now. And I'm a little bit older, but it's like, they didn't wear pink. They didn't do right races. They didn't do all these different things because it just wasn't something people talked about. And now everybody's getting tested every year. Everybody's doing all these things. And I would love to see mental health, get that same acceptance and attention. I would love that too. It's interesting that if we have a physical problem, if I break my leg, zero shame, zero shame. I can go to the doctor and get things taken care of. And people are just like, good job. You got that taken care of. But when we have something that is, you know, I don't feel well mentally, emotionally, I'm struggling. Then there is not that same level of compassion. Like there is, if I break my leg, people think, oh, maybe you're weak. Maybe you're a failure. Or if I share that, maybe people will think that I am weak or that I am a failure. And as we continue to talk about it and realize, you know what? I loved how you said we all have mental health because we have a mind, we have a brain, (laughs) therefore we have mental health. Yep, absolutely. And definitely, I think another kind of branch that I've talked about before mental fitness is some of the things we've also, you and I have chatted with when it comes to building those, that toolbox, those skills to help yourself, to maintain that wellness, not to say you're never going to get hurt. You're never going to get sick. Just like we do with our physical health, our mental fitness and our mental health are so connected. And so I know you've talked about like empowerment and personal development and areas to strengthen that. Do you have some specific like tools that you would suggest to people or that you talk about? Oh, I would love to share. Can I share just a five minute, easy morning routine that can help us to be able to be more resilient so that when the day comes, whatever comes, comes, we are better able to handle the challenges. And that's something that we need to understand is when we're working on these things and you go through maybe a healing process that it's not, okay, now I've done that. And now the rest of my life is perfect, smooth sailing. It's, you know, problems still come. And what we have to do is be in a good place so that when they do come, we can bounce back. And that's super important. So this five minute thing, I know when we talk about morning routines or trying to do something, some kind of self-care, some people think, you know what, that sounds nice, but I'm busy. I have a lot of things that I need to do. And so I've tried to make this as simple and easy um, and just doable. When you hear it, you say, oh, well, I could do that. And that's the goal that we're after. So it is MMWW and it stands for music, movement, words, and water. 
And so for the music part, first thing you do is just pick a song, something that you love, create a playlist, that kind of music that makes you happy, that you want to sing along to, that you want to dance to. These are the songs that we want. And one song is usually about three to four minutes long. So it's not very long. And this is going to act as your timer. And so while you're listening to this music, then you're going to move your body and it can be anything. It can be just the traditional kinds of exercises, jumping jacks and sit-ups and that sort of thing. Or you could do yoga poses or stretches or shadow boxing. My favorite thing to do is just to dance, just move. And I'll explain why these things matter in just a minute. The next thing, oh, if you don't want to move, move, you can also just move your mouth. You can also sing. And that also creates some amazing benefits. And then the first W is words. And for words, we're just going to grab a notebook and write five things that we're grateful for. And then the last W is water. And that's to drink a glass of water. So super, super easy. You can get it done in five minutes and go about your day. So the reason why this does so many amazing things, and I'm sure you already know all these, Daniela, but um, first of all, music is one of the most powerful tools that we can use to affect the way that we feel. It can help us to feel better and it can help change our mood. And it's amazing. So that's why people have playlists when they go jogging, because it literally can help jumpstart your brain into action. As the research has shown that our brain waves tend to synchronize somewhat to the beat of the music. So if we're feeling super stressed out and we want to calm down, we can use music for that. If we're struggling with motivation and we don't want to get up and we don't get a get started, we can use positive, upbeat music to help us to get up and to get moving. Super, super amazing. And then our movement, oh my gosh, when we start to move our bodies, it increases the energy level of the day, which almost sounds counterproductive, like moving more helps you be able to move more, but it does, it's crazy. And then it helps to be able to relax our muscle tension. It helps to reduce the, the level of cortisol, that stress hormone in our body. It helps to increase the level of endorphins, which helps makes you feel good and does all these amazing things. And then if you're not in the mood to, to dance or whatever, and you just want to sit there's been a whole bunch of research that shows that singing does some of the same things that exercise does. Like it helps to reduce that muscle tension. It helps to lower the levels of cortisol. It helps to increase the levels of endorphins and it changes the way that you feel. In fact, singing is one of those things that that instant pick me up that you can do at any time. If you're feeling down, they've done some research where they took a group of people struggling with depression and they said, okay, you're the control group. Don't change a thing. Keep doing what you're doing. They took another group and said, okay, you're the study group. All we want you to do is to sing a song every day. 30 days later, they came back to check and found that the control group, they were exactly where they were before, but the study group who had added singing had significantly lower levels of depression and anxiety. And that was only 30 days. And the only thing they added was singing. It was so amazing. And so then if you go on to the next thing and talk about words and what power there is in a gratitude journal. Now I've thought before gratitude journals, that's nice for those fluffy little people who like to do that sort of thing. But you know, I'm a real person with real problems. So don't give me a fluffy solution. I want something <laughs> real. But the research shows that it does incredible things for our brains and for our bodies. It's amazing. Through fMRI scans, they found that gratitude helps to stimulate the prefrontal cortex area of the brain, which is where our conscious thought and our decision-making takes place. So as we're in this attitude of gratitude, it helps us to be able to act rather than to just react. It helps to improve our decision-making, which is so cool. They've mm-hmm. also shown that it improves the neuroplasticity of 
of the brain, which is necessary for any kind of healing, any kind of growth. And it also helps us to be able to adapt to change and to be resilient, which is so awesome. And then another research study was done on gratitude and the way that we feel. And they took a group of participants who were struggling with severe depression. And they said, okay, the only thing we want you to change is to write three things down every day that went well, three things you're grateful for. 15 days later, came back, checked 94% of the participants had a noticeable improvement. They had gone from severely depressed to either moderately or mildly depressed. And that was only in a little more than two weeks. It didn't solve all of their problems, but it helped put them in a better place so that they could continue and take the next step. And then that last thing is water to drink a bottle of water. That is one of the most overlooked, um, underused tools that we have to help improve our physical, mental, and emotional health. Our brains are about 73% water. And when research shows that if we're dehydrated as little as 1%, it starts to affect our mood and our brain function. So if we can keep adequately hydrated, it really helps with the way that we feel. So this super, super easy thing, five minutes, MMWW, then all of a sudden we have empowered ourselves so that we can be able to handle the day a little better. We can be a little happier. We can have more energy. We can be able to be more resilient and it's amazing. And then it changes your energy from someone who thinks, you know, maybe I should do exercise or maybe I should drink more water, probably should do some sort of self-care into someone who is exercising, someone who is drinking more water, someone who is doing some form of self-care. And when we change into someone who is doing things, that's when the magic takes place. Yeah. And I love that so many parts of this, you know, thank you so much for sharing that, Linda. We'll definitely make sure that it gets shared out as well, because it is not only is it five minutes and manageable, but as you were sharing the different steps, like the, the movement and music part, I can imagine you can do it with your kids in the morning, even when you're getting ready. This doesn't have to be done in isolation. Get everyone going in a positive mood. You put on, you know, right now, I think we don't talk about Bruno's a big like <laughs> kid song, <laughs> something like that and you get everybody in a little jam, everybody going, or the singing, you can do it in the car, you can do it in the shower, you don't need an audience, you know, there's so many different ways that this can look on any given day, that it is so manageable. And so once you practice it, so able to easily integrate, you won't even realize that you're doing those five minutes because it maybe doesn't, and correct me if I'm wrong, doesn't have to be done exactly the second you pop out of bed, but maybe you start doing it as you drive to work and you're singing and you're listening to your music and you're drinking some water in the car and you've already got three of them out of the way. And, and so there's so many different ways you can fit this into your day and into your morning. I love, love all parts of it. So thank you, Linda. That's such an amazing tip for my listeners. Oh, wonderful. I think definitely the easier it is, the more prone you're going to be to do it. Nobody likes hard. Nobody's looking for anything complicated. So the simpler, the better. Oh, I absolutely agree. And I think the first step is just to start. And if we have great ideas of something that sounds big and complicated, it stays in the future of I, I should, I could, I whatever. But if it's easy, if it's simple, if it's possible, if it's doable, then we're willing to take that first step. And when you're in that deep, dark place and everything feels so totally overwhelming and so hopeless, if I can have something simplified into a tiny biteable chunk of, well, I could do that. And it's like taking that first step on that ladder. And then once you take the first step and you feel a little bit better, then you're in a better place. 
to take the second step. And so as we continue, now this is, this is kind of magical. It's going to make you have a better day, but it doesn't solve all of your problems in a single day. It doesn't solve all your problems in five minutes. But if you continue to do this for 30 days, I promise you will have a noticeable improvement. Absolutely. So just curiously, Linda, do you have a favorite go-to song? Uh, I like Shakira's Waka Waka. Ah, nice. I really like that one. I'm, I, I'm on Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Good vibrations. Bring on the 90s. <laughs> yes. Oh, that is a perfect song to sing along and to get. Those a- of you listening, share your favorite song in the comments. I know I can't wait to see what they are. <laughs> yeah, it is awesome. And but it's that's another part. Oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna say, oh no, I was gonna say like that's the other part is once you figure out what your go-to song is, that makes it easier too. Right, because then you don't have to search through something; you can just pop it up. And I love that you mentioned that um, we don't talk about Bruno. It's an excellent choice. It's so fun. Anything that makes you want it when you listen to it, you almost can't stop moving your feet, or you almost can't stop singing along. Those are excellent choices. Mm-hmm. As well as with the, the water, just jump ahead a little bit. You know, some people are like, well, I don't like plain water. I don't like this. You know, tea counts, seltzer counts, flavored waters counts, iced tea counts. You know, like you can use a liquid of your choice if that's what's going to help make sure you are getting your fluid intakes, especially first thing in the morning, though, because you figure you've gone at least seven, potentially eight hours without any liquid whatsoever. And so we don't realize how dehydrated we are when we first wake up in the morning. You are absolutely correct. And again, isn't it wonderful that there's more than one right way to do things? I find with water, it helps me if it has some flavor. So I like to add some lemon because like you said, just plain water can be kind of boring for people but there is a way to get it down. Yep. Absolutely. And gratitude. Um, I love gratitude. I think it's a huge part of self-care that gets massively overlooked. And as you talked about, um, the study with sharing three, that was actually how I started my journey about 20 years ago. Oprah was on this thing doing her gratitude journals. And I was like, all right, I'm going to try that. And I started every night writing like three to five things. And they were small things. Maybe, you know, I live in the Northeast. So maybe it was actually a sunny, warm day. Maybe I had my favorite banana smoothie. Maybe someone held the door for me and just being able to take the time to focus on those moments of good throughout each day, as opposed to all the negative things you can have an amazing day and then one bad thing can overshadow the whole thing did start to make such a transformation for me when it came to not just, you know, even being able to go back sometimes if I was having a bad day and go back to the beginning of the week and look at what I wrote down and remind myself had such an impact on how I felt and how I approached the day. So it really, you know, not just from studies, but from personal experience, I can definitely share makes such a difference. But Linda, what would you say then, something I asked all my guests are your kind of big gratitude things or your top three things that you're the most grateful for? Oh, excellent question. And I say probably my first go-to is obviously going to be my family and being able to spend time with them. And I love nature whenever right now it's warm and beautiful outside. And when I get to see blue sky and when I get to see things growing, that just makes my heart just, ah, so happy and feeling so joyful. And I like to ride my bicycle. I have a recumbent bicycle and I love to go. I have a 10 mile bike route through this beautiful nature path thing. And when I get a chance to ride, when the weather, to me, that's what really makes a good day is the weather nice enough that I can ride my bike. And that makes it an extra awesome day. So those are three simple things that I 
really enjoy. I love all of that. And I am so excited for people to be able to connect with you. Linda, where can people find you, connect with you, work with you? You can find my website for the Hope for Healing. It's hopeforhealingfoundation.org. And my podcast is called Linda's Corner. And that is at lindascornerpodcast.com or any place that you find um, podcasts. And the links will also be in the show notes below. So thank you so much, Linda, for sharing that five minute routine for connecting with people. And hopefully, you know, someone will hear your story and realize I can get out of this hole. I can start talking about how I'm feeling and we can start to make a difference in normalizing that conversation. So thank you, Linda, for everything. Thank you, Daniela. Thanks so much again for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please let me know any questions or comments that you have. Also, if you can please leave an Apple five-star review so that this episode can be shared with more women. There's two quotes that I love, alone we may be strong, but together we are stronger, as well as when women support each other, incredible things happen. So let's be stronger and incredible together, as well as maybe just have some fun along the way. Thanks so much and talk to you soon. Bye.